Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host, Brock Holiday, and today we're going to talk the purchase of Bethesda by Microsoft. So let's jump into it. On today's episode, like I said, we're talking the purchase of Bethesda by Microsoft. And some people might think that means certain Doom if they want to get Fallout on a, on PlayStation. And when I think of Doom, I think of one man, and that's Sam from the Funny Papers. Hello. How are you today, buddy? Do you like I'm that good. segue? Uh, it's very good. Very good. Professional. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was really uh, pumped writing it. I realized it wasn't that good, but I said I was going <laughs> to hype it up so you couldn't say it was bad. Unless it was no, going to get real it. awkward. Oh, thank you. Well, Doom is part of the purchase. And uh, I learned through our mutual friend, Mike, who is the host of the Funny Papers with you and uh, Jim, that you're not a huge fan of said company. Do you no. want to kind of start with uh, why that is? So it's not Bethesda. I'm not a huge fan. Bethesda made Morrowind, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yes, amazing. It's their parent company, ZeniMax Media, that I'm not a fan of. Um, I mean, it, what it seems to me is that ZeniMax does, all it really does is buy video game companies and then subsequently, like, make the companies bad. Uh, the so, EA strategy. Yes, exactly. Buying and gutting and fucking. Which is um, interesting that now Microsoft, which seems to be, to me anyway, seems to be the most hands-off of all of the people that like just zerp up companies. It's interesting that they got ZeniMax Media. Um, they absor- absorb the absorber, basically. Which is like a whole new level of, I guess evolution this no <laughs> this is i mean this is this is going to be the end result everybody I, I, there's going to be like three companies in 20 years and there kind of already is right uh-huh. <laughs> if you really look at the tree yeah i mean it's going to be amazon disney and then the military that's going to be it uh so <laughs> yeah that's sad um let's assume we even have democracy at that point Oh, yeah, you don't need a democracy for a military. That's true. In fact, they, they really don't like it anyway. Um, so that's kind of interesting, and to kind of look at it, uh, oh, God, and let's just, you know, talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, until he died recently, um, that company had uh, was partially owned by Robert Trump. Yep, board of directors. Uh, yep. Brother, brother of the uh, of, of our the, illustrious president. Yes, uh, what I uh, mango mango Mussolini is what I saw today on Reddit, and that made me laugh really hard. It's <laughs> um, the way to describe uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, and we're coming right off of uh, me getting absolutely hammered watching the debate, so I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a particularly foul mood in regards to Trump. <laughs> And, yeah, Trump and also drinking past thirty has the worst hangovers. Oh, yeah. It's just so oh, yeah. bad. I've had. Have you ever had the uh, the fabled two day hangover? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's. I drink maybe once a year at this point <laughs> <laughs> because the hangovers post thirty have just absolutely whipped my ass. Cannot do it. Um, but if I would have watched the debates last night, I would have had to have drink 
been drinking heavily. There's no way I could have got through it oh, otherwise. Yeah, it was just it was two children arguing with each other. Because I mean, like you you start to regress. children have logic though. I, I... <laughs> you start to regress when you get older, and I think I think that's what's happening with both of them. Yeah. It was it was like they really need a, a a moderator that can like either like stand up for himself or mute the mics because holy shit. Yeah. God. Just scrolling through Twitter was enough to make me super depressed last oh, night. Oh yeah, it's it's doom scrolling time, baby. Mm. So speaking of doom, uh, that was as we said oh, when the game. Yeah. Nice segway, nice. bitch. Fucking, we're nailing it this episode. It's one of the games that is purchased, and you said interesting, and I agree. Microsoft, when they do buy companies, uh, in terms of what when it comes to video games, they do seem to be more hands off. Um, the only disappointment, really, for me, until recently, was Rare, because uh, Rare, and it may just be that Rare wasn't quite ready to move the times, but if you look at the Nintendo 64 library, like, they oh, just incredible. pumped out. Incredible. Yeah, and there was, and uh, Solo. Bad Fur Day is a masterpiece. So fucking good. And uh, Diddy Kong Racing, probably arguably the best kart game of the 64 era. Absolutely. And uh, Jeff Force Gemini, underrated gem. GoldenEye, obviously. Perfect, Perfect Dark. Dark. Perfect Dark they created because they, they had lost the James Bond license, actually, which yep. I did not know that. Yep, they needed to make a sequel to GoldenEye, and they couldn't use I James Bond. <laughs> loved Perfect Dark. So fucking good. I really enjoyed the story, too. It was out there. Has uh, Rare done anything? Has Rare done anything, like, unique or original since being acquired by Microsoft, or is it just Sea of Thieves. See would be, that's right that's right yeah i like and sea of thieves i really do like when it came out i it, i think it was beautiful from day one but there wasn't a lot to it at first um there was like you know you had your three basically your three different missions and there wasn't a lot to them yep and there wasn't a lot there was like there wasn't the sharks there, i don't even know if the kraken was a thing yet at the beginning I, it's been a while No, i think they had that in a patch like close to when close, i close. Uh, started but now it's it's an absolute blast. There's so much to do. You can get a cat. You can shoot the said cat out of cannon, which is really funny. Uh, it, it meows really loud when you shoot it out of a cannon. It's always hilarious. It likes it. Yeah. It, it spawns <laughs> back, so it's fine. It's not sad. Uh, now they have dogs, birds. Um, the missions have a lot more to them. There's a lot of personality to the CPUs in it. Uh, yeah, no, that's, it's a, it's, they've really taken it and formed it into something really good. But, I mean... Since they were acquired, uh, Banjo Kazooie, like nuts and bolts, like uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> um, that was also Banjo Kazooie. Didn't another... I didn't even know that came out. <laughs> yeah, <to> God. <laughs> they changed the design. It was on, uh, I believe, it was just Xbox exclusive because since they bought it, um, and my resident Banjo Kazooie expert, D Pad Gamer, uh, friend of the show, said it's not a bad game, but it's a terrible Banjo Kazooie game. Um, gotcha. so. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play the Banjo Kazooie games on the '64, but everyone that I talked to like loves the hell out of them. So uh, they're, uh, they're. I mean, I definitely like them. I prefer Mario '64, but I, I definitely see the hype, and I'm glad he was in Smash. Real quick, I know we're we're supposed to be talking. Uh, well, you know, it fits in. I'm gonna go through the this list of games because it's pretty incredible uh, what Rare did. Uh, sea of Thieves, Battle Toads is huge. Hit. Uh, Super or Donkey Kong Country, one of the best games ever. Yes. Fucking love that game. That was rare. Uh, 007 Do- Conquer, Perfect Dark, 
Uh, yeah, Rare with Nintendo was like unbeatable, and then as soon as Microsoft bought them, they made like yeah. Sea of Thieves, and that's it. Yeah, well, like one of their first titles was Connect Sports, which you know, uh, like no one even uses Connect. Ooh, they made Star Fox Adventures. That's not great, but we'll continue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Blast Corps for the sixty four. Uh, I heard that was good. That I never so played. much fucking fun. Highly recommend. It's on if you get the Rare Replay, which I believe is on Game Pass. It's on there. You can play it. Play a Jet Force Gemini and stuff too on Xbox because of that. Oh hell yeah! Uh, no, I uh, for some reason my brother, uh, when uh, my brother upgraded his Xbox, he gave me his old one. Yeah, but it still said it's like his. This old one is still set his is like quote unquote home system. So every game he buys, I get. Nice. So that I like that's, that. That's in the past. And it's a very abusable system, but he hasn't reset his home system, so. <laughs> You mean it's a giving system. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to think it's a bad thing. Let's let them keep it happening. No, I mean, like, Microsoft has the Microsoft Game Pass, which seems like it's such an insane deal that I can't, I I, I don't understand how it's profitable. I It has to be just because, like, they have money and they well, need I think to it's fight. Beca- I think like, it's because, like, games nowadays are just like software and software is endlessly copyable so like once you're done with the initial production costs you don't have to worry about like shippers or game yeah because you're not paying for the hard stuff of it and you can copy data endlessly so yeah it's technically people are buying this or acquiring game pass to play games that you essentially you don't have to pay anymore for so i guess that that does make a lot of sense actually yeah that, I mean, I, think, I mean, but the, like, it, at the same time, you still have like GOG and Steam that sell data, you know, that doesn't actually cost anything to give to you, but they sell it for like sixty dollars for a AAA game, you know. I just, I just, I just don't understand how, <laughs> how they get away with that. <laughs> uh, I got no answers for you, man. <laughs> I just, I know I still pay for shit on Steam. That's all I can tell you. No, I mean, yeah, definitely. I. uh I used the Game Pass to play Crusader Kings 3. I don't know if you're a fan of any of the Paradox games. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I used to play Crusader Kings 3, but as soon as I, I like buy DLC for that, I'm gonna, definitely going to get it on Steam. Because I don't, I really, don't want to buy DLC for the Microsoft Game Pass. It seems, I, like, it I, seems like not a It's good a risk because <laughs> they can go away, but like... Uh, yeah, I told you I was going to talk about fucking Kingdom Hearts. You ready for this? <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, the collector's stuff, like where you get all the side games, one and two, and then also three, three is separate, it's not part of the collector's thing, is on Game Pass. And I want to play Remind, which is the DLC DLC of that game, and it's it's 30 bucks, a little on the pricey side, but I was like, I didn't have to pay for the game. And Remind, can, I think, can be played without the main game, too. Mm-hmm. So I bought it anyway, even... If it's not, I'll end up buying the game anyway. But that's the only thing I've bought in, or purchased DLC for uh, or a game on Game Pass. Ex- except for actually Dead by Daylight. I bought, uh, when I was still playing it on Xbox, I would buy cosmetics uh, and like killers or characters for that game, even though it was sense. free on Game Pass. Yeah. No, I, it just, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me being, like, a 30-year-old, but it just seems so weird to buy DLC for a thing I'm already subscribing to, you know? Right. No, I get it. I get it. Um, but what's nice is with, I think, like the Microsoft-based games that my cat's trying to get out of the recording room. I can hear her trying to open the door, the little bitch. Um, 
<laughs> the like for Halo, um, I'm a huge fan of State of Decay too, and I can't wait for the new one on the on the next X, the Series X or the fuck it's called. I mean, they should have named it something not stupid. Oh yeah, Microsoft is horrible at fucking names. Like uh, <laughs> my my go to example is they named the sequel to of Windows Eight Windows Ten. <laughs> Well, nine nine's bad luck, right? That's well, no, do you know the rumor that why they didn't do Windows nine? No, I do not. Because um, they had a lot of program references, like variables, set as Windows nine X because they had ninety five and ninety eight. So mm. the theory, the operating theory that Simpson confirmed is that if they named their shit Windows nine, it would break like half of Windows. <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. That makes sense then. Might as well not fuck with it and just call it ten. Yeah, it's a, Microsoft is such a bizarre company. I don't understand how it's the most successful like software company. Like, because they don't make the best operating system. Like, you can, like, the best operating system is Linux because Linux is an open source collaborative, like, operating system that everybody works on for free because they love it. Windows is a broken like piece of shit. Like, not I. I mean, like I'm. I use Windows. I'm using Windows right now, but it's like it's awful as an operating system. And like the reason they can't release source code for Windows 95 and 98 is because they're still using it. Windows 10. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Microsoft is a. It's like a baffling company to me, and I don't. I don't understand how. They've been able to buy like I like they've bought Obsidian and and in Exile yeah in Exile who makes who makes the uh, Wasteland games and two of my favorite companies and it seems to me that they haven't like ruined those companies yet because they've both made like extremely successful games yeah I agree I think I think because the the other big name that comes to mind. It, when you think about companies purchasing these smaller companies that make amazing games, is EA. It's EA and Ubisoft and, too. And Ubisoft, Ubisoft, uh, evil for different reasons than EA. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, on the more of the video game side, EA famously and uh, um, while I'm doing this tangent, I will also look it up. Uh, but they famously buy companies and just fucking and that make great games and ruin them and make yeah, shells of those dump. games before. Yeah, well, and what it's, they do is they buy the company so they they can write like make shit and then have like tax write offs. I mean, it's the it's the inevitable like conclusion to basically any any like corporate environment is you're gonna eventually just merge into one monopoly. I think that's sort of what's happening with Microsoft too, because Microsoft owns so much shit now. One of, one of the articles I I read when I was looking this up before this episode was why why uh, the courts or somebody somebody in legally said like this is not a monopoly from Microsoft. I was like, because I think the American government kind of quit caring about oh, monopolies because yeah, Microsoft they want money. is the is the test case for when they stopped like caring about monopolies. Yep. Because in in the nineties when they packaged Internet Explorer with their operating system, there was a huge like lawsuit against that which seems so foreign right now like today like the idea of an operating system not having a a a web explorer but that literally that almost broke up microsoft but the federal government like backed off because microsoft has great lawyers i guess yeah it's kind of like uh oh god uh scientology i mean basically lawyers yeah if as 
on a long enough timeline, religion and like corporations become one and the same. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, just a couple game franchises I want to point out that EA's ruined. Uh, the Star Wars franchises. With, uh, oh, yeah, Bioware. They, they bought Bioware. Bioware and put it right in the shitter. Which Bioware did... Um, fuck. Uh, were they Battlefront? Bioware. They did ba- the Baldur's Gate series, which is literally my favorite games. They did... Um, yep. Mass Effect. Torment. Well, that was Black Isle, but I mean, Bioware, Black Isle are basically the same thing back then. Um, Icewind Dale, they did basically all my favorite isometric RPGs, and then EA buys them. They do Dragon Age, which is is okay. I mean, I, I like, dra- I I like the first Dragon one. Dragon Age, but then they turn out two sequels that everybody just fucking despises. Their three then, was exceptionally bad. And then... They do Mass Effect sorry. One, which is good. Mass Effect Two, which I'm t- I haven't played, but I'm told it's a masterpiece. It's masterpiece. Really, it is. It's really good. Ma- Mass Effect Three, which is apparently good, but then they had to add DLC for the ending, and then they did Andromeda, which is one of the worst debacles in gaming history. So I, I, I did want to get to this. Do you know the story behind Andromeda and why it was a huge debacle? Uh, vaguely. I only know that like. It would it involved like massive amounts of crunch time, and they're yep. given like unrealistic expectation, like unrealistic deadlines. Yep, that I mean that you pretty much summed it up. But uh, I was pumped for Mass Effect and drama. I remember reading about how it basically exploring this huge galaxy, you know, all this shit. And honest, at its core, it was wasn't like the character development was still kind of there. There, there was Mass Effect in it, but like you said, they, they were given, EA gave them, you know, huge tasks, and as they're trying to get these tasks, they got their deadlines pushed forward, I guess, technically, right? It'd be forward when they're making it less, or is that yeah. Forward, yeah. yeah. And then on top of that, they were gutting people. They were taking people away from these jobs to the point that the, the team that was, they shut down the multiplayer support because they didn't have enough people to work on it. Mm-hmm. Which was, and I think it was within uh, three or four months of the game being released. Because it, since it was so critically uh, hated and people hated it, and said EA, like some companies uh, or some games like uh, No Man's Sky uh, is the biggest one I can think of who kind of initially fucked up at the beginning and put a lot of effort to make the game good. Uh, EA did the opposite. They're like, oh, people don't like it. Fuck it. Let's cut our losses, and they yanked everything. Like it got dropped. And I I, remember, I bought that game fucking brand new. I sold I sold a fucking uh um had a old school giant tie fighter. I sold for sixty bucks because I wanted to buy this game so bad because we were it was like right when all my kids were born. So like you know uh-huh. spending money on a video game wasn't a great idea. Yeah, so I yeah. sold an item from a collection to buy this game. And it was such shit, and they didn't support it. It was upsetting. Apparently good now. It's it's not it's fine. Uh, it's still, <laughs> I, I haven't played it so for I, what it was supposed to be. And like the bad, uh, the robotic characters are supposed to be bad. Their their designs are insanely lazy. Like they're just kind of a couple squares, and it's just if you could see them, you'd say, oh, like no one tried. The story's interesting. Their characters are interesting, but there there's all the graphical issues. And Mass Effect Three, like you said. Uh, I mean, that game was damn near perfect, it's 99% perfect, and then you get the ending where they're like, that's fucking, uh, you, you know the ending, right? So I'm not spoiling it for you. 
Yeah, no, I've 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 been spoiled. It's the three colors that you can pick. Yeah, and it's fucking Space Boy. <laughs> fucking Space Boy. Like lazy ass sci-fi trope of Ghost Kid or Scary Robot Kid. Like they did that shit in the Resident Evil movies. It's just it's so fucking lazy for a game that really I don't know how they wrote it to be so good considering all the different variables that they had to deal with and the different endings that you can get and how that affects like your decisions in one affect the characters you see and interact with in two that's fucking nuts same thing from two to three mm-hmm. it's crazy that's insane awesome. amount of development required for that and then to just be like yeah invisible boy and then like you know what everyone technically is gonna die anyway with the mass relays exploding so everything you've done in three games was pointless which you know in a nihilistic point of view that's i guess not wrong but yeah, you spend I mean, that much time in a, a video, video game, game. <laughs> yeah i want it it's just like series i had a fallout or not fallout far cry uh is it five the most recent one that came out with the the cult and all that yeah i think it's five it's the same thing spoilers for far cry five you do all this shit uh and this guy's like you know this guy's gonna light up profit shit and at the very end all the bombs go off it is nuclear war like and everyone dies and it's so fucking on you and you die. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's like again, I don't I wouldn't even necessarily mind that in a movie because I that's only an hour and a half of your life, but typically for video games, what minimum for a game like that, it's probably 10, 12 hours, if not more. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I didn't think I'd go on a Mass Effect tangent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is. We're talking about acquisitions here. That's true. It's true. And I think, I think ultimately gutted. the EA path is what's going to end up happening with Microsoft. Because, like, the ideal situation to me is just like, okay, we're going to buy you and we're going to handle production and marketing and all that shit. And we're just going to let you do your thing. Which is fine as long as times are good. As long as you're still like making money. As soon as times are bad, which I mean, like times should be bad right now, but the stock market doesn't reflect the COVID reality just yet. Once yeah. times start get start getting bad, they're gonna start hiring like consultants and risk people, and they're going to be looking into every like fucking corner that can cut possible. And then that's just the end. The end result is like an EA situation where you're going to have people from corporate that have no idea what you're doing, no idea to do what they're talking about, telling you how to make a game and how to hire and how to get rid of people and like story considerations and all that shit. It's going to be like overmanaged. And I think that's going to eventually end up happening with Microsoft. I don't don't want it to, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. The ultimately, they're all—they're looking. They're not looking to make games here. They're just looking to make money. True, but and then that's that's the <laughs> end result of making money is not because ma- like the product is secondary to making the profit. Because if you put pump out shit and still get a profit, they don't care. Yeah, that's why medicine for profit's a real problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was watching some stuff about that today, and uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but my hope, and this is maybe me trying to hold on to something because you know, like the world is shit right now, is that that hopefully doesn't happen. That their pockets are deep enough that, like Nintendo, when things got bad for them with you know no one buying the Wii U. I guess, and not to suck off Nintendo too hard, but they, you know, they cut back shit on their end, and it didn't really affect the product. They they mm-hmm. kept doing shit. They, you know, they 
which never happens with American corporations, but people at the top took less money. <laughs> like, there's no way that fucking happened here. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo's a weird case, though. Like Nintendo's corporate structure is completely bizarre. Like if Nintendo ever sells, it's gonna be the end of Nintendo. No, we're not gonna even talk about that. I can't. Yeah. I cannot handle that. <laughs> no, no. Like the, the one thing that would fire fucking break me and make me just take that, <laughs> leap into the void is if Nintendo quit being Nintendo. Like, we can't. We can't talk. No, about I mean, it. as soon as they sell, that's definitely. If, if they're they not gonna sell, sell, it's not gonna happen. Not in my <laughs> lifetime. Damn it. Not happening. Again, on a long enough timeline, Amazon buys Nintendo. <laughs> oh my god! And fucking Jeff Bezos is sending some sexy text messages. <laughs> And Nintendo technically started off like with brothels, like that was. Oh yeah, weren't they first... like a card company? After that, but before that, way way even before that, it was uh, I believe it was basically like sex shops, huts, Interesting. things. Yeah, um, and then it was the card game, and then like yeah, moved on to that. But oh man, no. I... Why did you have to say that? Like, I never, like, I don't think I even fathomed that Nintendo could Sorry. stop being Nintendo, and now I'm just like, I really shook. Like, well, I that's the emotion. thing. As soon as like a company buys you and owns you, they're going to eventually change how you operate. I, there's but, a reason, like the, the patronage system from like the Renaissance era doesn't exist anymore. It's because it's not profitable. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> um, but like, I'm I'm thinking, and I th- I I want to believe like one. Uh, one of the biggest knocks, like Xbox, might have PlayStation Five beat in almost every area um, for you know the next generation, except exclusives. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm not a huge fan of PlayStation. Like, I don't hate them, but like. I don't like the user interface. I'm not a huge fan of the controllers. Um, their exclusives are good, though. Like, they have really good ones. And yep. basically, the one flagship that Xbox has is Halo. And Halo um, hasn't been good, arguably, since, uh, fuck, uh, ODST would be the well, last one. Never, that... I was never, never a Halo guy. I bought the first one for $60 new. I played, like, 20 minutes of it, and then it just completely turned me off for whatever reason. I mean, it's fair, and, and I, you know, I've actually talked to a lot of people lately um, who weren't huge fans of it. I get it; I, I totally get it. Um, but I was, I was one of those people who did really enjoy it, and I, but I quit after ODST once Bungie sold, and they weren't doing it anymore. And I tried three and four, uh, which is three, four, three studios, and it's just like it's very bland. It looks great, stories are boring, like. Yeah. It's just, and nothing well, really they're happens. free on the Microsoft Game Pass. We haven't done enough free advertising for them. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, that's actually that's why how I played the last two Gears of War. Uh, which Gears of War just uh, that's one of the few exclusives for uh, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually liked everything up and including four, five. I haven't finished it yet, but it's they need to let you know, like you need to move on for Marcus Phoenix because it doesn't make any sense that. One, he can do it anymore because his son's like 40 in the game <laughs> or whatever. He's not 40, but and like they're not letting the franchise evolve. It's just the same kind of thing that's happening. They need to move on with it, which yeah, they kind of did. Is, with the, uh, Mike is playing Tactics right now, and he said it's, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, their XCOM. Uh, I tried it, and I, I don't really like XCOM style games. I, I tried it because Mike told me to. <laughs> so, and it, I could see how it was really good. Like it looks great, it controls fine, and it was simple enough I could figure it out. So 
but I also didn't like with the X. I tried it when it first came out. There wasn't any mods for it really yet. And like when I watched Mike play XCOM when he did the one stream of it, it was cool that he customized it. So like he changed everyone's names to you know ours and stuff. So yeah. I was super invested, and I couldn't do that with anybody or even change their looks, which was super frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but uh, back to like the exclusives part of it, and like they have smaller ones like Sea of Thieves because they own Rare, um, uh, State of Decay, which I don't think that's a rare title. I'm not sure it makes State of Decay, but they have a few, but nothing to compete. Like nothing to compete with that. So my assumption with this purchase is that uh, they they basically are doing this for exclusives, and I hope I that means so. I hope that means we're gonna get more like. Uh, I love. I liked how they did Prey. I was a huge fan of the reimagining, even though I loved the original. I liked the way they reimagined. Oh, Prey is one of my favorite games of uh, whatever year that came out. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I didn't even think it got enough love. Like it, it looked great. The voice acting. I made was a rogue like expansion to it too. I haven't. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played, played yet. I really I want to. I'm when it all goes on sale on Steam. I'm actually. I'm gonna play it on PC so I can stream it a little bit smoother than through Xbox. Because I think it's only like thirty bucks. Even yeah, it's not, it's cheap. not expensive at all. Uh, you know, I and I. Oh man, we should do a prey episode sometime. I honest to God, it's too late now because I think we're like thirty minutes in. Yeah, we're we're thirty minutes in now, <laughs> so we can't <laughs> we can't we can't call an audible because I I absolutely love this game. I love this game, and like there's all the there's so much to do in that game. It's so fucking good. But we'll we'll, we'll come back to it. Honestly, I, after we're done with this, we have to schedule an episode to do it because I fucking love prey. Yes, anyway, I love that game. I uh like. Skyrim and uh, all that, all those games. But I'm tired of playing Skyrim for the past six, seven Skyrim years. On your phone, Sky. Uh, I Skyrim sent you the uh, someone put Doom sixty four, I think, on a pregnancy test to play, <laughs> and that that was as a joke, right? Like that's just going to be Doom. funny. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen I've seen Doom imported into like printer displays. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love that. But for Skyrim, it's like. Oh, they actually do. If Sky, if I saw someone playing Skyrim on a fucking pregnancy test, I'm like, oh, did they release it for the pregnancy test? Like, <laughs> I, I, it's been nine years. I went to the midnight release of this game, bought the uh, big ass book that came with it, took time to memorize some of the dragon tongue language from that fucking book, and awkwardly hit on the female GameStop employee. Before I realized how <laughs> fucking cringe that is, and how those poor women should be left alone, is just buy stuff and leave them alone. Uh, we all so. did stuff ten years ago that we regret. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I loved Skyrim up until the point I stopped playing it. As soon as I stopped playing it, I was done with it. I was just totally done yeah. with it. I thought Skyrim was way better than Oblivion, though. I yeah, hated I Oblivion. So, Oblivion's weird, like. I definitely it had a lot of flaws, um, but I'm a sucker for like the lore that they don't flat out tell you and stuff. I like the hints of that lore in the books. I have, but it's been a long ass time. Yeah, I think Morrowind does a way better job. Yes, I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. Um, uh, they also for Oblivion they changed uh, it's Cyrodiil, right? Yes, I believe in, so. In the original like lore for the Elder Scrolls, Cyrodiil is like a fetid jungle oh and they just changed it to generic lord of the rings fantasy land well yeah i mean that was probably more of like with the power of what 
Oh yeah, no, that was run. definitely that was definitely a bunch of people being like, "This is gonna sell better, so we need to do that." Yeah. Do and you know the uh, Do you know the history about the guy that wrote all the lore for Morrowind? No. He's a com- he's a complete weirdo. Just a fascinating character. He apparently just like locked himself in a room, and did amphetamines and LSD for days while <laughs> writing the uh, like the uh, the backstory to Morrowind. That checks out though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it. That I mean that sense. game. That game in the lore has an explanation as to why your character can pause the game and drink potions rapidly. That uh, that's a little much and unnecessary, probably. <laughs> it's amazing that that game got made, especially like considering what Bethesda eventually became. Right. Yeah, and you know, like I think that game has a charm to it, like kind of what. Fallout Three had for me, but not obvious. Uh, we, I, did we talk about that on this episode, or was I that before? I don't think we recorded it. Okay, I think I was the warm up. We both had very different reactions to Fallout Three. I'm a, like I said, I'm a sucker for lore that isn't straight up thrown in your face. That you learn through like dialogue with NPCs and like reading the books or finding uh, shit. What are the little tapes called in Fallout? Blanking on what those are called. Uh, you put in your pit boy, hollow tapes. Hollow tapes. Um, I love learning stuff that way, where it's not just thrown in your face. Uh, very much like John Wick, uh, those movies where the whole like building of that universe was in the background of those movies yeah. for the longest time. Um, and it's 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 great. That's why I love these games. For three, for me, I like that. I like that part of it. Um, definitely can see where people have problems. The combat, especially now, if you go back, does not hold up. It, I remember sucking then, and basically you had to level up your vats in order to survive. But, it, yeah. Yeah, it, no, I mean, that game was push vats to win. Yep. On the combat. Yeah, was. And combat was a huge part of that game. But the dream, like, the stories and the, the um, experiences won me over past that, though. Especially the uh, simulation where you're in like the, the commies takeover thing and the little like serial killer boy person. Oh, I can't remember what that's called. That level. Uh, but so that there's was a so there's good. a YouTube video that I can recommend. To, so I did actually did a couple of YouTube videos as research for this. Um, do you watch? Uh, well, the first one I, I should just point out the. Uh, there's a there's a video called Fallout Three is garbage and here's why by H Bomber guy. I have not is, watched it. You, it's two hours long, so you probably oh, God. Don't, wanna, don't want to watch two hours of a thing, like, uh, you know, <laughs> crapping over a thing you like. Um, but a couple things I did for research for this episode. Uh, do you know who uh, Jim Sterling, Jim Inquisition? That name's very, very familiar. Um, he's a, is he a fatter guy? Uh, he's, a, he's a British guy that does a YouTube channel. He did a video about Bethesda getting absorbed by the Microsoft blog blob that i highly recommend and then another thing uh, a thing i was seeing online a lot was um people being like why would bethesda sell to microsoft like they have the biggest like properties imaginable why would they why would they get bought out and uh the reason that they would get bought out is because of fallout 76 which was a disaster (laughs) Ooh man so there's another there's another video called the uh, fall of 76 by the internet historian which 
he has a bunch of shitty politics, but he doesn't go into the politics on his videos, which is <laughs> nice. But I highly recommend that video. It's very fucking funny. Uh, we can talk about Fallout 76 if you want. I have very a very detailed personal experience with it, actually. Oh, yeah? Did you, uh, were you one of the pre-orders? I was not. See, I was like, I was like a lot of people. I was like, when they announced them, like, that's fine. But I want Fallout 5. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, the point for me of Fallout games is interacting with interesting NPCs, which yes. there are none in Fallout 76. There are now, and, uh... So we could talk about that a little bit, um, but the the start off, yeah, like the whole reason I play Fallout is I love the the universe, I love the lore, everything about it. It's just interesting. It it's a great combination of it takes itself seriously, but not enough to like come off like a dick, because there's a lot of tongue in cheek to it too. Like where they realize like yes, this is ridiculous. Uh, for example, the the whole fact that there's always an alien ship or something to do with aliens. And every Fallout game, which I think oh, yeah. is always I mean, really funny. I definitely played with Wild Wasteland on the uh, first time I did New Vegas, and um, uh, not recommended because that like gets that gets you uh, you lose access to like the best gun in the game if you turn on a Wild Wasteland. Um, I, with Fallout seventy six, do you remember how how plugged in to you were the real? Of the release of that game, do you remember how epic I, its collapse was? Like within I the first wasn't week, wasn't plugged in to the release, but that video I mentioned earlier, the right. Fall of seventy six, turned me on to all the fuck ups that they did. It was massive. Not, I mean, the game hardly working. It having zero NPCs. It uh, yeah, people could go into the dev room and get like equipment for themselves, and yeah, and the way that they did they uh handled like modding that it was just to ban anyone that had any association with it whatsoever so if you were like chatting with a hacker you would get banned yeah and that's that's i i vaguely remember that and like that was one of the huge like they're not even fucking trying (laughs) they're, they're literally just banning people instead of fixing what they fucked up yeah, their one of their big selling points was there are no NPCs; it's all players. And then, like three patches later, hey, we're introducing NPCs. And then, like three patches after that, hey, you got you pigs like battle royale, right? Well, here's yeah, a battle royale battle mode. Royale. It sucks too. Like, it's disappointing because you might as well have made this a Fallout Five game. I don't understand the need to make it a kind of MMO. Oh yeah, they put they tried to import the Fallout Four engine to do multiplayer, which is insane. Yep. Just build a new game. (laughs) And and what kind of blows my mind about it is like you had to have known, or they not you particular, but they had to have known that it was not good. But they marketed the shit. Out of that game, oh, yeah. Fallout seventy six. Mean, the commercials were be- actually really cool um, for that, and they had a, the collector's edition stuff was actually pretty badass. Like, if I would have had any kind of interest in doing a multiplayer Fallout game, I would have actually probably considered buying it before I knew the game was shit. Yeah, no, I mean, again, that video goes into detail, but there's this like shit about the. Uh the leather bag yep. that was a pre-order yeah. bonus that they like, never made they made it like plastic or something <laughs> yeah. too when they did I mean, it's like it. a it was... vinyl bag that they eventually sent out like a year late it, it again i don't know how you have this 
Fallout's a massive franchise. It's got a massive following. I, I said, it's funny too because Fallout wasn't a massive franchise until three. It was like sort of a niche, like indie game before three came out. They uh, they definitely did a good job of turning normies onto it, like oh, myself, yeah. uh, when they switched to the, the gameplay style and also to console. Because I I again until I was in my thirties, I I didn't have a PC that could really run anything uh, yeah. hardly. So. You know, not having it be basically PC exclusive makes it super accessible to to uh, people. But with with that, how do you not know it's going to be that bad? And if you know it's going to be that bad, why not? Why pretend like it's not going to be bad? I feel like, like you said, the fall <laughs> they sold because Fallout seventy six. It was so bad. I because uh, my buddy and I Moser, shout out Moser, we were talking about like there's no like we want to play a fallout game but we're not going to pay 60 bucks for it it was the whole like debacle around it was so bad by december of the year it came out which i believe it came out what probably november mm-hmm. we, we both bought it for under 30 dollars brand new i don't remember the exact price but it was under 30 brand new probably under a month after it was released yeah because- were, no, at, at certain points they were literally giving discs away which, and like the Good special sign. editions, I think, were like, <laughs> yeah. I think the special editions that uh, they released, um, I think they were like the 1776 edition or whatever, were under what the price is for a brand new video game. And they might be that way now. Like it, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I assume it's going to be added to the Microsoft Game Pass, so that's the only way I'm going I to think try it, to experience that game. I think it is. Honestly, now it's not awful. Um What's, it, it does have a lot of good Fallout elements so now. It has NPCs. Uh, the main, for the main, like the big story of, with the patch, the main guy you talk to is voiced by, is a ghoul voice, uh, voiced by Jason Mewes, which is hilarious by itself uh, from Jay and Silent Bob. I'm a big fan of that. Is, uh, what's the ghoul's name? Is it Harold? I do not remember. I, I, I've only played a little bit of the story. Because I know they fucking like, shoehorned Harold into uh, 3. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. Because Harold was like a ghoul you talked to in either 1 or 2. He was in California. And then in 3, he just like shows up as a tree. <laughs> oh, uh, the one that shows up to the tree? Uh, yeah. They, 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 they link that kind of, though. Um, that story. I, I don't remember. There's a... Nate something on YouTube does like lore based videos for Fallout and he mm-hmm. he did a whole video on uh Harold and like why he was in that game and then was a tree in the next game. It's actually yeah. pretty interesting. Um I don't know if it holds up, but they they did technically make sense of it. But but for so, so Fallout 76 uh it's West Virginia and what they did mm-hmm. that was good in this game, I will give them credit for. As the the mutated monsters for uh, seventy six are based off of either the history of West Virginia or like West Virginia lore, like yeah, all the different like Mothman's. Mothman. Yes, uh, the giant sloths. Uh, man, hard to say. Apparently, were based off of, I guess, way back. You know, whatever period of existence where there was giant sloths, they have evidence of them being in that area of North America. Um, which is pretty cool. The alien that you can find in there is also based off of an incident uh, that was covered by... I don't know if you were ever a fan of Ryan Bagar or Shane Bidet. Bidet? 
who used no. to do BuzzFeed Unsolved. They're, they have their own uh, YouTube channel now. They're really funny. Oh, I've seen a couple of those. I saw one about... Um... The, it was like a lady that died at a hotel and she ended up like in a water tank. No one knows how she yeah. in a water tank. Yeah. That's actually that. really fucking scary. Um they uh they do a show now on their own channel on their own channel called Watcher, but the show on that channel is called Puppet History. Highly fucking it's a puppet it's a game show about history hosted by a puppet. It's fucking awesome. Like it's everything you want it nice. to be. Um It reminds me a lot of Jim because it's a lot of side parts. <laughs> <laughs> But seventy six, okay. But yeah, it's the alien, the alien that uh, allegedly in like the sixties or seventies uh, chased these people's car. Um, I'm trying. I can't think of the other monsters off the top of my head. But that part is cool. That is very Fallout, where they take the uh, the city or area it's based in and kind of build that into the lore. Uh, I, what I liked for was that you're at um, fuck. I'm a bad sports fan. Fenway <coughs> is where Diamond City is. Bass. I haven't played four yet. I have it. Oh. I got it on Steam sale for like seven dollars, but uh, I haven't played it yet. Well, for the main city, which is Diamond City, because you play in Boston, it's Fenway Park where the Red Sox play. It's fucking like that's that's cool. They incorporated that part of it into it, and uh, <clears throat> so that, that that stuff they did well. But and the community uh, because the game sucks so much, the people that stuck with it are pretty. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm coughing for some reason. They're, for the most part, pretty chill. Like, when we first played it, people were complete dicks, just fucking murdering everyone, because you can do that. Yeah. But uh, there's a subreddit called uh, Filthy Fallout 76 Filthy Casuals, <coughs> and uh, it's built a really good community. So when we play, there's a lot of event, There's an event, I think, every hour you can do with the whole server, and it's a lot of fun. The one shitty thing they did, out of besides the game sucking... Is uh, was it Todd Howard? Yep, Todd Howard. I promised. That's, uh, that's my boy. Yeah, that, that son <laughs> of a bitch promised uh, there will be no monthly payments for it or any kind, like monthly subscriptions. But uh, seventy six gold, I believe it's called, came out last year. If you want unlimited storage uh, and extra shit for your bases, you have to have the pass, and it's bullshit. So fuck Great. them about that shit. I did. Uh, I did see that. Speaking of passes, I did see that the Microsoft Pass is going to include the EA Pass. Uh, yeah, um, November eleventh, I believe. Yep. Which, like, again, that's another huge thing with towards Xbox. You know, getting more people to start buying them is like, I hate EA, but I will play some like Titanfall. Those games never got the love they deserve, especially Titanfall oh, yeah. 2. Titanfall 2 is great. It's fucking awesome. The The first one I got free, I think, when I bought my Xbox One. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or And, like, the story made no sense, and it was over the top, but it was fun as hell. 2, like, actually incorporated and made it, the story pretty interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm a dumbass. I like sports games, so I'm going to play hockey. I'm going to play Madden. Another franchise they fucking ruined. Uh, and I'm hoping that the new rogue squadron is an absolute dog shit and that either is included in the pass or you get some kind of discount to buy that game through the yeah. pass um but that that's fallout is my is my baby like i love uh you know elder scrolls but fall Rim is i i connect more with i think mm-hmm. and i hope with them buying it and them 
needing exclusive, that means five will be here in a few years. Or if they were working on five. They are working on five. They did that, the very short teaser for um, uh, the last last year, I think. Before it's like it's going to be set in a high elf land. Actually, I didn't know any of this. To be honest, you didn't see that. No, it's a very it's a very short teaser. It just says Elder Scrolls Five, and then shows like a sweeping landscape. (laughs) that's it. That's how they ended their whatever their their uh presentation they're like here's what's coming up from bethesda i just i since skyrim has been the only game they've been trying to re-release for the last nine years i just kind of gave up hope like fallout 5 it's been five or fallout 4 it's been five years like i don't expect them to pump because those games are huge and they're complicated i don't expect them like every uh, even every other year i think every five years is fine you're going to disagree with me on this, but now that Microsoft owns both Bethesda and Obsidian, I'm hoping they pump out a sequel to New Vegas. Okay, so let's talk about New Vegas, because uh, we, we said we'd say it for the podcast. We did not talk a lot about it beforehand. New Vegas was made by uh, Obsidian, right? Mm-hmm. Under Bethesda, let them work on it. Mm-hmm. Now, the excuse I hear for why the game was not as good as it should have been is they weren't given enough time well my my point that is well you should have you knew you didn't have the time so fucking plan your shit better i I, the issue the issue was that bethesda insisted on using their internal qa instead of using obsidian qa so they had to work with a different um a totally different company that that they were subservient to basically (laughs) So that's why that game was buggy as shit when it came out. It you could, it literally was unplayable when it came out. When it, uh, but again, you, they knew that when they were making it. So fix your shit. But I okay. So let's let's get let's put our chips on the table since we're talking about New Vegas and uh, why I personally don't like this game is and I'm not talking about you in particular. So I just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, but they're the fans of New Vegas are absolute fucking cunts. Like, that's the only way I can think to describe them. They the, think uh, this game is the, the best... The term is Grognar online. It's the same people that like second edition D&D and old school like RPGs and shit. Oh. That's a good, that's a good uh, uh, little uh, addition to your vocabulary for insulting I appreciate that. I'm gonna people. Go, I'm going to start including that when I have to fight with people about New Vegas now. I mean, yeah, I agree. Grognars are shit. Um, with it's not good to look at the game. I think the story is super. The main story is uninteresting for the majority of the time, and also kind of didn't make sense to me. Like Fallout Three, you're you're raised in a vault. Your dad leaves you essentially to go out, and you're chasing him down learning that he's lived this whole other life full time. So you're motivated to find more information. You're motivated to find your, your father. Cause it's, it was Liam Neeson before he was racist and shitty, or we knew that he was racist and shitty. So that part was cool. Um, and there's a, there's a lot going on. You're discovering the world for new Vegas. You're a courier and you get shot in the head. And someone takes your fucking the thing you're carrying the chip or whatever mm-hmm. you wake up and some guy has saved you from being shot in the head in a post-apocalyptic world. Now, for me, personally, if I had a shitty job, like delivery boy, someone shot me in the head, 
took said thing I was carrying that really didn't have any significance to people I care about. And I survived that when medicine and, you know, medical care is very poor at the time. I'm not going to want to go get revenge on said person who shot me in the head. And I'm not going to go said item. I'm going to go live my life because I have been given a second chance. Well, I mean, you don't have to actually go after the chip. The game, the game figures out a way to like incorporate the chip, even if you go fuck off and do your own thing. I know, but it's still dumb. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I the reason I love New Vegas is because there are a set of competing ideologies in that game, and none of them are right. Like none of them are absolutely correct, and it's up to you as the player to determine which side you're going to align with. Now, in Fallout 3, the difference is your dad is the person you have to align with, and he has the interesting life. You as the player are just sort of like a spectator to what your dad does. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think for for me, I was more okay with that in 3 because it was my introduction to Fallout. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, I am, I'm being oh, shown the story. Yeah. Um, but four does the same thing, arguably, and it's a it plays better and it looks better. And I, I would argue, although I wasn't a huge fan of the main story, I think it's more interesting in four. And the side or the partners and characters you meet are, their stories are so good in four. I, I mean, you meet a robot with the and oh god, this isn't a spoiler. So, but it, it will give away one of the stories of one of the side people. So I apologize for this. Uh, the big thing in four is synths, right? Like they're they're hinted at in uh, Fallout Three um, when you go to the big uh, aircraft carrier thing and you talk to the guy as you chase one down in three. They're mentioned in four um, or three or New Vegas, and then obviously they're a big part of four. And you meet uh, a Mr. Handy Robot that uh, is programmed to have like a female French accent. And she follows you around. And eventually, she's like, oh, I kind of want to try being human. And you go to a place that could put her consciousness into a synth body. And then you could romance said robot synth lady body later. It's really, really interesting. Actually, a really cool story arc for her to become human. Like, just that story alone is really good in four. And I think better than almost anything I remember from New Vegas. I wasn't super motivated by anything, any of the characters in New Vegas. Did you, uh, did you finish New Vegas? Uh, with like the big, uh, Mr. House thing at the end, right? The Battle of Hoover Dam, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I get, I think, uh, the, my interaction with New Vegas fans, uh, and I don't think I've said this part, but, uh, on, especially uh, if you ever go to the Fallout subreddit, they will just fucking, you can't say anything, not, even if you, you're you not shitting on New Vegas. You're like, no, I really like this part about four of the bikes. It's not New Vegas. Like, why, is it, why are you talking about New Vegas right now? New Vegas. And it's like, dude, come fuck down. It's well, okay. I agree, I agree like other games. with the fans are shitty, but. That I, made me hate the game, and that, that shouldn't. And so I apologize for that. God damn okay. it, that made me hate not, the game. I'm not, uh, I cannot be personally offended by people's <laughs> video game choices. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's just like that's one of the things that makes those fans shitty is that they wrap up their entire identity in liking or disliking whatever video game. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get better about that because I got recently got really defensive about people shitting on Mario Odyssey on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know what? Like, 
it's just their opinion. I shouldn't I shouldn't take offense to it. Uh, but no, Nuve, I, I it was fine. Uh, it was some of the best dialogue trees I think in all the games, for sure. I'll give it that. I do like the the factions, but the DLCs. Um, no, I didn't. I was I um I never bought DLC until I was in a like way into my twenties because I was like I can't afford twenty more dollars. Did you do the uh, Fallout Three DLCs? I did do. Um, is that the one where you're on a spaceship? There's one, one of, them. of them where you're on a spaceship. There's like three, right? Yeah, I mean, I I particularly loathe the spaceship one because it ruins it, the uh, it ruins the lore from the last two games. I I, I didn't like it either. It insinuates that the aliens are the reason the humanity started the war. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I wasn't a fan. I did not like it, like really either. So I'm, I'm with you on that. We can kind of. I think they kind of ignore it too, don't they? And even oh, though yeah. it's DLC, I think they pretty much yeah, ignore it. New in the Vegas, rest of the games. New Vegas completely ignores it. I'm pretty sure Fallout Four does too. I don't think there's any like hint of that either. But, um, the, the, the comparison I'll make between New Vegas and Four. Is there are those three different groups in each game? Uh, it's a not as muddy in four, but it still kind of is at the same time. Cause you have the the Brotherhood of Steel, uh, which I hates all sense and wants to kill them all, um, because there are like the super killy ones. They're, yeah, uh, my grog, my one grognard opinion about three is that. The- the uh, the Brotherhood of Steel in three has nothing like the Brotherhood of Steel in one and two. In three, they're like really they're like good guys, and in one and two, they're absolutely not good guys. They're just extensions of the military industrial complex. Which I think is what they kind of reset in New Vegas and four, correct? I don't know about four, but in New Vegas, yeah, the uh, the uh, Brotherhood of Steel is a dying organization actually because they're fucking stuck in their ways. Yeah, and uh, four they're like super shitty, like to everybody, and basically, uh, like want they want to murder everything and be in control type of deal. Yeah, yeah. So That's I feel more like in line of yeah. what they were in one and two because they're just this this cult that worships technology basically, and they were in one. Have you played one? God, uh, twelve years ago, probably yeah. at this point. And one, they send you. They literally send you on a suicide mission to go die. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, oh god, we got we got real deep into the uh, the sidebars. Um, I forgot what our point was originally. Oh yeah, but that's being purchased <laughs> by Microsoft. Um, god, I get to, I really could talk about Fallout all day long. I I really love those games, but I kind of chop right, heading back to it. So Fallout, like I said, is my my franchise that I'm hopeful for in this. Uh, Elder Scrolls as well. Uh, let's talk about um, again what I associate. The game I associate with you is Doom because we, you, you know we've done two episodes about Doom mm-hmm. on Damage Boost, and knowing you as a on a personal level, Doom is very Sam. So, what do you think Doom's future is? Are you scared? Happy? You don't really give a shit what, what how do you kind feel of, about i'm kind of ambivalent because i didn't expect doom 2016 to be good um and then it was and then i expected doom eternal to be bad and it wasn't uh so i think i think it's it's 
I don't think they're going to hands-on. I don't think Microsoft has the, even the capacity to hands-on ruin it. I think what is probably going to happen to it is, depending on how the economy plays out in the next, like, ten years, they're either going to make a Labor of Love game, like 2016 and Eternal, or they're going to pump out some, like, piece of shit. It's basically 50-50. <laughs> What what is your heart telling you though? If you if you could predict the future, honestly, I can't. I can't even predict what I'm gonna have for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I mean, like uh, cynically, I I'm, I think they're going uh, eventually just going to release some sort of thing like they did with Wolfenstein, where they they just shit out a a spinoff game that's sort of related to the main product, but then are you talking about the newest one? Yeah, Young Blood. Was that the one where you start off and you're like in the wheelchair? No, that's uh the New Order. New Order, okay. Yeah, Young Bloods where you play as BJ's kids. Oh, I didn't know that was the thing. And it was it's very microtransaction. Eh? I did not pick it up. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Like <laughs> they want to, they're like, all right, games are too expensive to make. Uh, really, it's all just going to the executives. But we're going to start charging seventy dollars in the next generation. Also, uh, microtransactions and DLC still pay for those. Like motherfucker, <laughs> no. That's another reason I like Game Pass. It's fucking if I'm going to have to get nickel and dime, at least I didn't have to pay for the base game. Sons of bitches. Oh, uh, oh god, clicked on the wrong thing. So, kind of to wrap up this purchase and a bow and kind of have our final thoughts about it before we move on to uh, a couple other things I want to get to before we end. Ultimately, looking at it, do you think it was a good move for Microsoft? And do you think... How do you... Do you think it was a good move for, pe- for people uh, that consume video games that are gamers? Uh, hard to tell. I mean, the $7.5 billion, that's a lot of fucking money. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like, I don't... I couldn't believe it was that much. I don't know exactly what they're getting out of it. I mean, like, they say they're going to do exclusives, but they're also honoring Bethesda's, like, Sony games, too. So, honestly, it's, 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 it's a toss-up. The uh, main takeaway I have from it is it's just the inevitability of the machine we've created. <laughs> We're just all going to get conglomerated into a monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, it was weird about Microsoft, too. You're saying how they're honoring the PlayStation contracts. It's like they're in bed with Nintendo, too. Like, they've been chill as shit with the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know... Like, I'm cool with it. I love that Nintendo and Microsoft are kind of working together because it's a lot of cross-play uh, for a lot of games. I think it, it's healthier for the industry if they're not trying to fight with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, not n- not in terms of, like, how fucking cable companies, you know, do the regional stuff so they can all charge a shit ton in certain areas of the country. But in terms of, like, not trying to basically say one's better than the other, just, like, promoting gaming for everybody and like a lot of and I know it's probably just bullshit PR but I do like the idea of trying to make it more you know welcoming to everybody because there's so much fucking gatekeeping that goes on in video Mm -hmm. games obviously in a lot of things but 
when I encounter it, when I see it more often, and have accidentally um, being being in the dumbass sometimes, I've been some of those people. Like you need, we need to let more people in. We need to treat people that come into games with uh, with more respect. Because it sucks for people I know that are female and play games. Anytime they fucking talk in an online game. Oh yeah. And immediately oh, yeah. it's fucking gamer girl, gamer girl. Like I know it's some it's to a certain point it's a meme. Yeah, but it, it's straight up like that South Park episode when the boys start noticing boobs for the first time. The Otas. Like it's calm the fuck down. Maybe it's because I'm in my thirties and I'm in a relationship with somebody I really care about, so therefore I am not trying to sniff out anything that you know moves. But I'm just like, just let them play. Like it's. Let them. That this should be for me. Video games are a way to relax, you know, decompress, enjoy a story. And it should be that way for everybody, and not yeah. to like sound like I'm on a soapbox, but it really, it needs to be that way. It needs to. I, I played. Uh, I play Holdfast. Are you familiar with that game? I'm not. It's a. All right. If you buy it, please tell me. Uh, you can play it with me. It's so much fun. It's. Um, it's like set a hundred years before uh, the Revolutionary War, so you're straight up using, you know, single shot muskets, and it takes you fifteen twenty seconds to reload, and you're you're playing like you know that style combat. So you have your bayonets, you go, you're you're playing with 150 people total. You're you have commanders who set lines, you stand on them, you all try to shoot. It sounds dumb as fuck, but it's an absolute blast, and the community is pretty chill. Like it's no one takes it too seriously. Mm-hmm. But the one time there was a female playing, there was literally 15 guys just following that character around. Right. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, leave her alone. And, but she, I mean, she kind of played it off and was super chill about it, but she didn't have to. If it pissed her yeah. off, she'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> when, when people, when uh, women are online, they have to, like, develop those, like, defense mechanisms. It's, it's the only way they stay online. The, the yeah, you know, it's, it's bullshit. Um. The example I, I have is my significant other uh, posted the Reddit because I had, you know I talked about Reddit with her uh, a conversation her and I had that was really funny to one of, I don't remember what subreddit it was and once people figured out that she was the female in the conversation because I had asked her if she was still posting to Reddit because she, she killed my ass kicked my ass in terms of karma and she's like oh no I kept getting uh, dick pics in my inbox so I, I deleted it I'm like Jesus. why <laughs> like again. There's no, there's not ever gonna be a picture of Dick where someone's like, oh man, I need that because dicks are not good to look at. <laughs> like this uh, is abundant and low values. Yeah, part I like. <laughs> That's amazing, and I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> like just, just stop, stop being dicks, and just yeah, stop being dicks to women. That's basically what it boils down to. Like, you're being shitty. No one wants to see your dick. No, you know, like if you want, if you want to have sex Absolutely with a woman, no one. Make sure it's consensual and treat her with respect. This that what's what boils down to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Quit taking pictures of your dick. No one wants to see. It. Even your significant other does not want to see a picture of your dick. Most of the time, no. Yeah. How <laughs> many times of like she'll be like, "Hey, how's your day going?" And I'll just, just text back, "You want to see a dick pic?" She's like, "No." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay," and I respect she, that. Uh, she <laughs> says otherwise, she's humoring you. Yeah, or, you know, she is trying to let me know she's been kidnapped, and that's her way of letting me know without right. them realizing it. <laughs> um, so, kind of to, to wrap this all up, end it, uh, what um, are some games for you that you're looking forward to 
and it doesn't have to be really to the Bethesda stuff that you're looking forward to this the last couple months of the year are you, are you excited for anything or like me or are you just kind of defeated <laughs> uh i'm excited for cyberpunk 2077 and i'm excited for i am excited for that too vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 which when... they just fired their head writer which is oh, never no. a good sign nope <laughs> They're getting so low. I'm still holding out hope. I love that game, the original one. <laughs> Man, that sucks. That, yeah, you know that's that is the that. first game made in uh, Valve's engine, the Steam engine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking it, of the reason Valve's... it sucks so much is because they gave them like a. Well, it doesn't suck. It's buggy shit. Like every Troika slash Obsidian property. Yeah. Um, they gave them like a beta access version of the engine, or just like just make the game on this. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so oh, that's it, weird. it. Actually, predates uh, Half Life Two, which is the first. I can't remember the name of the engine. Maybe Steamworks. I, it's something like that. Uh, Source. That's it. Source. Uh, it's the first game in the Source engine, even though the Source engine was made for Half Life Two. It makes me. Now that we're talking about that, it makes me like this wish that uh, Left 4 Dead 3 would be a thing. Oh yeah, we uh, Mike and a couple of players from college just played uh, Left 4 Dead 2 last night actually. It's 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 so good. It holds up, man. They released an update. Yes, and I'm considering purchasing it for PC because of it. Um, because it's not... I have everything... It's like $2 on PC now, so... <laughs> oh shit, yeah. I, I might as well fucking buy Because... And I won't I won't take up too much more of your time, but I remember the and I'm not smart enough to remember the the uh, programming part of it, but the way they program the uh, basically you're, you're in a circle the whole time, and that's how it determines how enemies will attack you. And if you move out away from your partners and stuff, the frequency of you know enemies and stuff hitting you becomes more. And how yeah. that was so groundbreaking and revolutionary is why they were able to release two with. Within, I think, a year of the first one? Yep. A year and a yeah, half? The two came out very quickly after one. Because they didn't have to build it, build anything for it. They could just yeah. focus on the the other parts of the gameplay, which takes you know half the time. New characters is... and melee. Yep. That's what they added. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to pick that up. That game is so much fun. Um, so, yeah. Uh, for me... Oh, God. The Pikmin port's coming out. I'm pretty excited for that. I saw that. I was um, never a Pikmin person, but oh, so much fun! I actually borrowed Jim's copy of Pikmin Two and never gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he remembers. <laughs> so whoops um, on that. Do see, and I am a big Dying Light fan, and Dying Light Two was supposed to come out in November, but it got uh, after Corona uh, initially hit. It got delayed indefinitely, which. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's going to get released, but they don't have a time frame on it because their official statement was like, we don't want it to suck, um, so we're not going to release it until we know it doesn't suck, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I can respect that. But uh, did you ever play the first one? Uh, no, I did not. Four Up to four-player co-op for the campaign. Um, it's an absolute blast. One of my favorite oh, cool. games. Hi- highly recommend it if you have someone to play with because um, it honestly... It's a little too scary when the night part of it happens to play by yourself. I'm a huge bitch, though, so you might be <laughs> fine. But, because uh, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that, that series. I highly recommend And the DLC has Doom Buggies, and Doom Buggies are always fun. Nice. 
So, oh, um, yeah. I think that's all I got. Do you have anything else before we do plugs? No, I think I mean it's my my ultimate my ultimate point of view is the, it's the inevitability of capitalism. Mm. Oh, <laughs> everything man. is just gonna get slightly worse over time. In the last three weeks, I've probably put on about eight pounds because oh yeah, of... same. I'm just eating like a garbage person <laughs> today like especially after the baits today for dinner i heard up i ate a half a pizza which it's I, the surprise i ate the whole thing but i was like oh god i'm gonna feel uh i'm gonna feel full really soon so i hurried up and pulled a, a, a giant bowl of fucking cereal and ate it before my stomach realized it was full <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm like hate eating right now just like punishing <laughs> myself because of existence yep oh god uh, 2020 so, baby yeah fuck dude like my kidney stone made me lose like 20 25 pounds and oh, i have damn. gained it all back it was the worst way to lose that much weight just oh, for yeah. the record don't recommend <laughs> not oh, fun definitely don't want that to happen to me i've never vomited from thinking about it i vomited projectile for about an hour just out of pain i've never oh. <laughs> like and God. uh yeah it was it was it was the literal worst experience, and I haven't had a very hard life, knock on wood. But uh, <laughs> I, I definitely like in time my my I was like, you know, well I had three kids, I'm like I passed a kidney stone, <laughs> and then she's like, that's not the same thing, and then I say sorry, but still I try to use it every once in a while. <laughs> um, and I told her my urologist, who was female, said it is more painful than childbirth, but got her. Yeah, so <laughs> boom. I feel like my urologist was trying to make me feel really, really a lot better because I was I was a defeated person when I came to the emergency room that night. I was like, I want to die. Please God kill damn. me. <laughs> it was awful. I actually this again. Oh God, I'm doing another uh, sidebar. Shout out, Jim. Uh, <laughs> I got hooked on tanked because I, I was in the hospital twice for it. The the first night when like you know I. You, you pee a lot of blood. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, too much information, whatever. But So I went in, and then they did all the tests, figured out it was kidney stone, sent me home. Like, all right, if the pain gets really bad, come back in. And that was two nights later. Fucking, you know, so much pain. I was like, I'm pretty sure I want to die. Please take me to the hospital. <laughs> so I took me to the hospital at, like, 5 in the morning. It was, like, 8 o'clock before I got in a room. It was awful. But uh, I basically what they do is unless they decide in surgery you lay there you drink water and you have ivs in you all day long that's all that happens right uh-huh. and they don't have a lot of channels but they have animal planet and tanked was on and i watched <laughs> 10 hours of tanked and i got fucking hooked like it was weird like i don't know if it's like stockholm syndrome or whatever i thought because... tanked was like some sort of drug that i hadn't heard about no no it's <laughs> definitely just a show about building giant aquariums <laughs> Hell and it's yeah. like it's like the super like kind of like Pawn Stars where like it's technically not scripted but it also is scripted because you know like oh we're having a tough week this week we're all gonna go to the water park together because it's been hard to work together or whatever but like the whole like actual tanks part and like the fish information is pretty cool and the, it's weirdly charming and then I was I got home after the hospital I was like oh man like I'm really into tanked. Turns out they took every episode of off of Hulu except for like six episodes, and two of them are clip show episodes, so it's real fucking bummer. <sighs> and then I was like, well, I'm like, this show has to still be on, right? Because a lot of these 
things I've seen. It's it's pretty recent. Just got canceled like eight months ago because the wife of one of the main guys got arrested for beating him up allegedly, like domestic abuse. And so like, Animal Planet canceled it, but said they weren't canceling it because of that. But the show had come to its logical conclusion over the past nine years. So then finding out Tank was canceled was a huge bummer for me because I got a weird addiction to it. <laughs> Not an interesting story, but one I told. So. My, my kidney stone addiction. <laughs> yeah. If it was, it'll be the longest chapter in my autobiography for sure. <laughs> um, so <laughs> on that note, anything you want to plug before we go? No, uh, just the funny papers. Listen to it. Check it out. It's good. It's real good. I'm really sad I missed the video game episode. But, yeah, we're we're shit at planning. Yeah, <laughs> when the episode popped up, I was like, I was like, hey, Mike, wasn't I supposed to come on for this? He's like, yeah, uh, we didn't realize it until we all watched it at three in the morning that day. Right. Yeah. We're <laughs> just like, wait, shit, we're supposed to have Barack. <laughs> we'll bring you back on for a different one. Yeah. Was, it was just really funny because you all like just the fact that you're all up. I forget people don't have kids. Like at three in the morning is crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just bullshit. You guys have the schedules of like a lot of the YouTubers I interview. They're all awesome people. They like they don't go to bed till about four in the morning and get up at like one in the afternoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's fucking. When nuts. I can do that, I definitely do that. But I can't do that for most of the days of the week. Yeah, I, I, uh, I cannot function like that anymore. I just, I, I would die at this point in my life. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, I, I have had a lot of back pain with the weight gain. I was. Tell him my oldest, like, give him a kiss goodnight. It's like, all right, you know, my back really hurts. Uh, I'm going to go put a heat pad on it, go to bed, like, goodnight. And he's like, oh, what did you do to it? Like, trying to figure out why my back would hurt. And I was like, oh, no. actually, when you're p- past 30, buddy, your body starts to break down anyway. And p- on top of that, I'm out of shape. Therefore, I hurt because I don't take care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> to an eight-year-old, he's like, oh, like you should have, you know, he's trying to associate, oh, you have to do something to get hurt. Not, you can just hurt because you're old and fat. Right. <laughs> so that's my life. Being an upright uh, primate. Yeah. <laughs> and when that's only five, six. Revolution. But uh, not not Jim's brother Steve, uh, who is probably a foot taller than me or a little under a foot taller than me, uh, is like forty pounds less than me, and that's really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta I gotta make some changes. But to promote my stuff, Damage Booze podcast on Twitch, Warzone right now during the week, maybe some Hold Fast and uh, Among Us. Um, during yeah. the weekend. Hey man, uh, you should give me your Steam and we'll hit you up when we play. Cause oh, we don't like, I love that game. Playing with randoms uh, kind of sucks because they all quit when they're not the imposter. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, oh yeah, Damage Boost is now every Tuesday, no longer Friday. Uh, moving up in life, so we are every Tuesday now on Twitter at Damage Boost Pod and TikTok, uh, Damage Boost Podcast. I have a TikTok. And uh, I'll tell you this now, uh, as they were recording it, I had my first one, uh, and I'm going to use this term very loosely, blow up. It was the first one I ever really got comments on, (laughs) so we'll call it that. And I got my first taste of, like, people just irrationally hating what I posted for no reason. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) I was was like, oh, this is the internet. Like, this... That's the real internet. Maybe I don't want Damage Boost to become popular, because this is kind of makes me feel things about myself I didn't (laughs) think I'd have to feel. 
So, uh, buyer beware, I guess, when you get a little attention on the internet. And uh, that's it. Uh, thanks for coming on, Sam. Yeah, I always appreciate it. Me. That was a blast. You're always a, you're just a fucking awesome guest, so you always bring your A-game, man. I do I do want to see, though, because uh, you, you guys talked about on an episode of The Funny Papers how you're a person who works out. I have a guest, Carl, who also uh, has made a lot of life changes, and it works out now. And he's pulling cars on video for people. Can you pull cars on video? Uh, I could, I you guess. Could. Okay, you're still <laughs> a while the... since I've been in the gym because of uh, you know. Oh yeah, COVID. COVID. <laughs> um, so you are still damage boost number one beefcake. Carl will still have to sit at number two. Sorry, Carl. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I would love to have you guys on together. You guys would like each other a lot. Uh, oh, we yeah. have a beefcake party. That's the name of the recording <laughs> session. If you did notice too. <laughs> Um, but with that all being said, uh, again, thanks for coming on, and everybody, be good people. See ya.